1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a busy, busy day in Scottish football. It is transfer deadline day with just under six hours remaining. Rangers find out their Europa League group. It's the same story for Aberdeen in the conference with Hearts and Hibs out altogether. And a big weekend ahead culminating with the small matter of an Old Firm derby on Sunday. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans. And isn't that small matter a strange business? Here we have Michael Beale off the back of a 5-1 hammering from PSV looking to get back into the good books of the Rangers fans by beating Celtic and here we have Brendan Rodgers looking to get back in the good books of the Celtic supporters after... His team blew it against Johnston, lost two valuable league points and could be leapfrogged by Rangers on Sunday. What an occasion it is going to be. And I'm having a bit of deja vu, Gordon, this week. Uh, after last week's poor European campaign for our teams, we're talking about it again. Heavy defeats for Rangers, mm. Hearts and uh, and Hibs. And obviously Aberdeen failing to capitalise last night on their home advantage. Albeit it wasn't a bad performance. They created a lot of chances. But uh, that's gone now. This week's gone. And everybody will be focusing on, f- focusing on a blockbuster weekend in this Premiership. 0141-951-1025. Get in touch and let us know what is on your mind. You simply must have something on your mind. Because <laughs> it is transfer deadline day. What have you made of your team's business so far? What are you hoping happens between now and midnight? And that goes to fans of all teams. I think there is a particular interest for you Celtic fans, given some of the stuff Brendan Rodgers has said today. Maybe the business is done, certainly in terms of incomings at Rangers. But fans of all teams, what have you made of your business? What do you want to happen in the next 5 hours and 54 minutes and 10 seconds? Let us know, 0141951. 1025. If you want to just talk pure football, then you don't usually need a second invitation to get your thoughts in ahead of Rangers against Celtic on Sunday. Who goes into it in good form? Neither, is it? Is it as simple as that? How do you see it going? Who has the upper hand? Who needs the win more? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? All the usual fun of the fair when these sides meet in Glasgow. Get those thoughts into us. Rangers fans, what do you make of that Europa League draw? Is it on the slightly more favourable side, given what it could have been? Does it still have its pitfalls? Can you progress from that group? And if you want to do a bit of soul-searching after last night, you can do as well. 01419511025. How busy has this week been? Well, (laughs) incredible. Uh, And embarrassing, uh, because it's not good for our image uh, to have everyone losing heavily. Uh, So... It's a difficult time. Mm. And I think clubs come back as well. Clubs like Hearts and Hibs come back to difficult league matches. Uh, and they have to be careful before their fans start to erupt. I think, Kenny, I'm not even just talking on the pitch. We're talking Champions League draw, Europa League draw, transfer deadline day. It is This, this week has just been incredible and it's well it's not over yet yeah it's just been jam-packed it's been action on the field it's a lot of action off the field with the transfer window as well uh, and all the all the european draws for our teams that are still in the competition so it's uh it has been interesting a real interesting week it feels uh that's all going to i mean it's going to be coming to an end soon but it's going to be coming to an end with some massive fixtures on uh, on sunday 
And as if that's not all enough for you, there's a lot going on on the football front as well. I know lots of you have been tuning in all week, desperate to find out who is going to win that quarter of a million uh-huh. pounds that we've been giving away. Uh, we'll play that call very soon as well. So I, I don't know if you can put it towards your team's transfer kitty or not. I don't know if you've got time for that. But anyway, 01419511025. We could, we really could start anywhere, but it's up to you. I can see. Lots of calls uh, coming in. Pick up that phone. It could be Rangers Euro draw today. It could be Celtic's transfer business. It might be just the game itself on Sunday. So whatever you want, take it in any order, Hugh, because I think they're all they're all as important as each other. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's all a question of image. You know, Rangers have uh, Limassol, Sparta Prague, Real Betis. They're, you know, they they ought to be feeling reasonably happy about that. But although they they couldn't make the Champions League, I think it's accepted that for the most part we're better off as a country in the Europa League. I look at Celtic. Tell that to the bank manager. Well, yeah, I, I do understand that, but I'm talking about what happened on the park. Uh, Celtic's uh, Champions League group, I think, is very difficult for them. Uh, you've got Atletico Madrid three-time winners or three-time finalists I should say in the Champions League Um, and Roma not Roma, Lazio uh, a Serie A side in Celtic's current predicament a Serie A side uh, Feyenoord who were seven points ahead of PSV when they won the league in Holland last season PSV having just finished taking seven goals off Rangers in two legs. I think Celtic's group is too difficult for them. And Rangers' group, they have an outside chance. Oh, that, that, I think looking at Rangers' group, they have to be aiming for qualification for European football after Christmas. And that's not what to lump any pressure on. I think when you look at uh, the teams that they have faced at this level over these last kind of five years or so, I think they've been really, really competitive. They've normally got out of the group, and I think this is quite a favourable draw. Uh, Celtics, again, it's always going to be tough uh, in the Champions League with the level of teams you're getting at, but out of pot one, they probably would have handpicked that. You know, again, without any disrespect to Feyenoord, seen Feyenoord come to Ibrox a few seasons ago in that Europa League, and Rangers were very, very good, uh, took the points. So I think Celtic could have been better maybe with pot two could have been maybe better out of pot three but it's uh, it's not a bad draw I think it's a draw particularly at home there'll be fixtures I think they could get something from come on let's do it all Euro draws transfer windows big games this weekend big games over the last few days let's get stuck right in every caller remember who comes on air tonight uh, goes into the hat for tickets to the Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup as well it's an extra special one tonight because the tickets are for the Legends Lounge you get to hang out in the paddock lawn marquee just past the finishing line a table for the day drinks on arrival private bar all the stuff that you'd want involved and George Bowie entertaining you at the end of the day so just an extra incentive for you to pick up that phone Gary has done just that he's a Rangers fan are you happy with the transfer deadline picture Gary? Hi, panel. Hey, I was just saying to the producer there that basically, having seen Michael Beale's comments earlier on today at the presser, eh, that I, I'm not happy with him. Eh, if, if they're going to say that, so nobody else coming in. I'll tell you eh, what, Gary, just let's hit pause because let's play them for anyone who hasn't heard. Let's hear from Michael Beale. says he has adequate players to achieve what they want. Uh, he's detailed why they haven't brought in a left centre back or a Ryan Kent replacement, despite discussing that earlier this window. 
without giving the inside and outs or names or anything, went a long way down the road with a left centre-back earlier in the window to provide competition for Ben and the fact that we wanted to work with a back three this season. If Ideally, we wanted that option and, and we were priced out. He moved to a Premier League club for more than what we were willing to pay. And In terms of trying to get a dribble in wide areas, your first thought is obviously to look inside and see if someone can step up. And I think we've seen a big step up from Ravi Matondo and the return to fitness of Tom Lawrence gives me a lot of optimism that obviously the fans have not seen yet Tom back but by the time we get back from the international break I think he's ready to start games and become a main player in our team again so you weigh everything up and I think that that's where we're at Ben Davis came into pre-season injured off an injury at the back of last season he's been fit for the last two weeks but I feel that John Suter has been playing well enough to keep him out of the team so I feel that we have we have adequate uh, players to, to get us to where we want certainly to the next window So you're not happy with that Gary you wanted more you wanted more done today or, or certainly this window Yeah definitely I think even Stevie Wonder could see the, the gaps in that defence and the howlers they've had over the past couple of weeks uh, so I would have liked to have seen us bring in even we've obviously been linked to Harry Shooter I was quite actually excited about the prospect of maybe bringing him in and maybe even going to a back three uh, the other problem I think is we don't have any pace up front other than Matondo and Sima. Sima's not really kicked on yet. Matondo obviously seems to have found a bit of form, which is always good. Uh, but you can't just rely on one player. It's We've got no width for far too narrow up front. Yeah, I was listening. Sorry for the lecture, but let's let's try and eradicate the Stevie Wonder analogy from this show. I don't think yeah. it sits very well. But anyway, uh, I know Gary uh, wouldn't have held any malice in it. Kenny, what about Gary's point then? Uh, would you expect a level of disappointment at Rangers' transfer window? I mean, they did a lot of business early, I suppose. But, but that's it. There has been a lot of business done early, like you say, and also into the transfer windows. It continued up to probably, what, two, three weeks ago. There were still players coming in. So I can understand it now because Rangers fans are now looking at it and I think they're, they're still... I think the jury's out on a lot of the signings still. They still need to prove that themselves. And I th- the one thing I do that, that I have recognised that... I kind of throw away statement is it's going to take time for this team to gel mm. and t- players to get up to speed. It is a bit generic statement. Pre-season, right? Valid, but it's, it's still a throwaway. Now, after seeing them, this is going to be a work in progress and it is going to take time before you see the full potential of the squad. So, in that respect, I can understand a little bit the frustrations uh, from, mm. from Gary and the rest of the Rangers fans if they wanted more I business done. The, the, the mood's changed since Wednesday. There they were, the Rangers fans... Eagerly looking forward to the Celtic game on Sunday. They'd watched the Celtic go out of the Viaplay Cup, then watched Celtic unable to score a goal against Johnston at home and drop two valuable points, and everything was fine. And they were quietly confident about the outcome uh, against PSV. And then it happened. 5-1. And the, the, the whole mood has changed. And that's why I think Gary has joined that particular uh, mood swing To be fair Gary sounds like You It might have Accelerated it As Hugh says Gary But you, you always wanted Another defender Brought in I guess Gary season, we could, oh, hi, yeah, sorry, no, you, yeah yeah sorry Yeah yeah sorry uh, Yeah I, I, I would say Definitely uh, Since pre-season Everybody's seen The fragility at the back Last season We've seen it We've not really made Any changes to the back We've spent a lot of money Up front Which was but we've not spent the required money on the back line. We've only brought in Sterling. And again, he was injured 
he's more of a right back. Is he really going to push Tav out? Considering Tav tends to play most games, I don't see him ousting him. You know, you talk about Harry Souter glibly. Harry Souter's last transfer was fifteen mm. million pounds. I mean, <laughs> Rangers cannot and would not. Going at that mm. level for a player Yeah I guess it would need to be a loan Has anyone done the detective work Who's this mystery man Michael Beale speaks of Who moved is to it, the Premier League Is it not the lad trusty You know yeah, I think be. he went to Chef You didn't he So this might have been linked With the, with the player sure. early But I think with the suitor transfer It's maybe potentially causing a family rift As well <laughs> because he's going to be Coming straight in and taking his brother's spot Yeah um, would that be the area then And Michael Beale And this is where managers sometimes Damned if they do Damned if they don't He, he is quite open at times So he's he spoke about Wanting a Ryan Kent replacement But then doesn't get one So people are going to say well, Hold on A couple of weeks ago You said yep. You said that's what we were after So that You know We kind of acknowledged that In the clips that, that we heard there I think the The fact that maybe Champions League football Has not been got That might have been a transfer That might have happened Had The, the riches of the Champions League Come in Because Also I do think that If you're The Rangers money man And, and, and Michael's gone asking For another forward they're going to be thinking, well, we've just yeah. brought four in. You know, we've spent, I don't know, what was it, 10, 12, 13 million pounds on the, on the likes of Lammers, Dessers and Danilo. Like, do we really need another one? When you already throw in, at this point, they still had Hadji, they still had Lawrence, uh, they've got Cantwell who can play in these forward positions as well, they've got Matondo and even Sakala was, the, was still there up until recently as well. So there is a lot of options in that front area, but I think when he talks about a dribbler and somebody who can have that, Again, a, a Ryan Kent replacement. Mm. I don't think Ravi Matondo's there yet, but what he is, is he's, he's lightning yeah. pace, and I think he's made an impact at this stage of the season already. Gary, Real Betis, Sparta Prague, uh, Limassol as well in the Europa League. How do you rate the difficulty level of that group? It's not an easy group, but it's, not the, it's definitely not the hardest group we've play, uh, played over the last couple of years. As Kenny said, over the last five years, we've definitely faced harder groups and group through. It's about getting back to being Ibrox being a, a fortress again eh, and rebuilding what last season's taken away from the, the club. Eh, before that, we would have really been seen as a, a force that most people in Europe wanted to avoid. And now I feel that teams will fancy their chances just now, so we've got to prove them wrong again. That picture changed last night, I think, even after we came off air, where other results dictated Rangers went into pot one. And it did change a lot. It meant no reunion with Liverpool. I don't think any Rangers fans were desperate for that reunion no, <laughs> so soon. Um, it took some other big hitters out of it. And then even within that, they still they could have got your seagulls. Yeah, We had, get, like behind the scenes, we had grand plans to <laughs> send you to Brighton if Rangers oh. had, got, had got that draw. Um, but, you know, as, um, as Gary says, you throw in the disclaimer, nobody's saying European groups are easy. Of course they're not easy. No. But that could have been tougher well, you, for Rangers. You, you, yeah, I mean, you immediately have to discount Limassol. I mean, if you can't, if you're in any trouble at all, home or away against Limassol, then it's time to have a look at yourself. Uh, Sparta Prague, dogged but nothing spectacular. Uh, Real Betis, I can tell you, there's a very nice restaurant round the corner oh, from good. the Real okay. Betis ground. Bear that in mind. So the Rangers are back in uh, Seville. Uh, the scene of their great disappointment. Under Giovanni Van Bronckers, but Gary's right. It, it's a group that Rangers can prosper in. I, I think 
It is a very, very inviting group. Listen, it's never going to be easy. European football, particularly away games, no matter where you go, are going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Like away wins are, are, are hard to come by in Europe, particularly for our teams. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think when you look at that, Prague have played Prague after a few scenes ago in the group stages and and got the right results and obviously led to qualification. They've had uh, again again without disrespect to them, it's a game you probably probably looking at four points minimum already. Definitely a home win, and then going away, I think you could go and get something as well. And you know, I, I even think in uh, if you can take care of your home games, and I know it's it's the, again that is a bit of a throwaway statement. We've seen betters against Celtic; mm-hmm. they're a very very good footballing team. So it's uh, it, that'll not be an easy easy fixture. But I think it's a group that Rangers can definitely get off. Does that bring its own? And I guess that this is a good thing in a way. It's what you want at a big club. But does that bring its own level of expectation? Then you know, there's no. There is no excuse of like we were up against Europe's elite here, so cut us some slack. You you know you won't get that leeway, presumably. I don't think so because I think a lot of Rangers fans will be looking at that and absolutely and rightly so disappointment for the other uh, from Wednesday night's result. But there was always going to be the fallback of the Europa League. But sorry, the the, uh, the Europa League, a competition that they're really mm. familiar with over the last five years, a competition they were in the final uh, two seasons ago, so they'll be looking at this group thinking, okay, well we're going to have European football after Christmas and we'll be at that last 32. On the one hand, I'm thinking, you know, Rangers were playing a, a Sunday now in the league, uh, once this mm. gets underway, which theoretically would mean that they were playing catch-up with Celtic. However, Celtic in their Champions League group if that starts to get really problematic for them, does it affect their league form on the Saturday? So, fascinating business. Psychology Sunday, you used to yeah. call it. We'll try and bring that one back out of retirement. Thank you to Gary. What about you Celtic fans then? If we've spoken a bit about Rangers transfer dealings, how do you feel Celtic fans? Paolo Bernardo, uh, by the way, Leila Labad has just confirmed a new long-term contract as well. You can give us your reaction there. Paolo Bernardo from Benfica, if that's the end of it, would you be happy? Are you looking for more? Brendan Rogers' comments today are very interesting in more ways than one, so I'm going to play them for you and we're going to find out who's won £250,000 next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here at so 1041951 and we want to hear from you because it is extremely busy what do you make of your team's transfer business what are you looking for to be completed before midnight we're about to hear from Brendan Rogers some really interesting stuff and you'll see what I mean in a minute um, because there's a, a couple of different clips to play for you. But just before we do all that, whilst you get your calls in, all this week we've been giving you the chance to win a quarter of a million pounds. And it's time to find out who the lucky winner is. It's over to Cat Shub for that big money call. Clyde one. Win a quarter of a million pounds. All right, let's do this. Let's get someone's weekend off to the best possible start of all time. We closed the lines at five o'clock and we selected one number at random from everyone who's entered across all participating radio stations on this competition. There are no five rings, no amounts or phrases to remember. Just answer my call to win. It's as easy as that. I feel very excited about this. Okay, here we go. Hey there, it's Kat Shub. What's your name, sorry? Alicia, Alicia Butler. Hi, Alicia. Where are you Hmm. from? 
Uh, Hamill Hempstead. Could we talk a little bit about 2023? How has your year been so far? Um, it's our 22nd wedding anniversary next week. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah, so we're going away next week. What would you do with a life-changing amount of money right now? Um, probably pay off a credit card, share some with my family. Yeah, is there anyone yeah. in your life that you're thinking of straight away and you're thinking, I, I would love to spoil them? Oh, it's not meant to like be emotional, but one of my best friends, who's only she's not even 40 yet, she's just been diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and I would love to do something for her. And we actually said that if she um, did have to shave her head, that we would shave our heads as well. <laughs> and also, I would treat my sister and, yeah. So, Alicia, you entered our competition to win £250,000. Your number was picked at random from all the entries. And I can tell you, you've just yeah. won a quarter of a million pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Alicia, congratulations. You have won £250,000. A quarter of a million pounds is going to be in your bank account. Oh, Alicia, you're going to make me cry. Oh, Alicia. Oh, my goodness. Well, congratulations, Alicia. Who, who's going to be the first person that you're going to call? Well, I'm going to tell my husband because he's downstairs and he's probably wondering why I'm crying. Yeah, he's going to be um, really wondering what's going on. Do you want to go and tell him now? Do you want to grab him? I've just won um, a quarter of a million pounds on the radio. <laughs> Can you hear him? Yes, we're sure. Mark, it's, she has. <laughs> yeah, that's not real. It's, it's like it's a dream. It's such a huge amount. It's so life-changing that it's... It's, it's almost like you're having an out-of-body experience. I don't know how to describe how that feels. I mean, you could buy a house with that money. You could. It's just incredible. I never, ever win anything, ever. You were saving it for the big one, Alicia. That's what it was. You've not won anything <laughs> because you were, you were waiting to win a quarter of a million pounds. Congratulations, Alicia. The money is yours. As I said, it will be in your bank account in the next hour. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Win a quarter of a million pounds. And uh, I don't really know how we follow that. You keep well, uh, I've <laughs> had taking the rest of the night off. I've had that out of body experience, but it's normally red wine. <laughs> oh, incredible! Honestly, that was a brilliant listen. Well done. Uh, I'm sure that will be put to very good use by the sounds of it. Andrew, big shoes to fill. Go on, moan about your football team for us. Hello there. Hi Andrew, what's your thoughts tonight on your team's transfer business? Uh, it was just to say, I think at first Brendan Rodgers was caught, he's kind of like pantsed him because it was unfortunate through his uh, the injuries that he's had with mm -hmm. his team but also between him and the board they've got no chance at all in Europe they've, they've been so dodgy obviously with the first cup to be put out the team doesn't seem to be playing for them, whether that's Rogers' fault or whether it's the coaching staff or whether it's the actual football players. I don't know, but it just it doesn't look a good thing for Celtic at the moment. And even come Sunday, regardless of the results come Sunday, I think that uh, Celtic are in a bit of a bad way than you. And Rogers and the board 
are to blame for it, I think. Rogers and the board. Well, so what? Right. Uh, the board, the board's not giving them the money. Oh, fair enough. I, I, before. I think they're giving them the money, but uh, it's a hard to understand window for me. Uh, very, very unlucky with the injury to Carter Vickers, to Navrotsky, to Stephen Welsh, to Kobayashi. I mean, to lose four central defenders at one time is beyond bad luck. But so many players of potential are coming in. And, you know, Andrew can tell that there's a, a heavy Champions League schedule coming up and that potential doesn't get you through the Champions League. You need quality, you need experience. Sunday is going to be vital for both managers, but in terms of Brendan Rodgers, he's the one we're discussing right now. After the Viaplay Cup defeat and what happened against St Johnston, if anything goes wrong on Sunday, then Andrew will be joined by many other supporters in condemning everyone in sight. Uh, It's vital for Celtic. Uh, As I say, I thought that the money they spent might have been spent in other directions, might have been spent in the here and now and not some time down the line. Yang has made an impression. Uh, we're waiting to see how Lagerbielka, for example, handles himself on Sunday. He'll never have known anything like this. Um, I think that Brendan Rodgers needed players who were ready to go now, Champions League and Domestic League, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's what he's got. I mean, Champions League ready players, Kenny, are pricey. That that can be tough, but I do, I do feel like both things can can kind of be true at once. You can look. Celtic have spent money. Celtic have spent a decent amount of money, but you can still sort of also hold the view that you thought they would have done more significant business, whatever that means. I absolutely agree, and that's I mean I think it was two weeks ago I got kind of pulled up on my underwhelming uh, comment on Celtic's transfer window, and I still think it applies. So even even with the signings that have came in, so it's. Uh, there's just no one like, listen Champions League ready like you say I mean, that, I mean what is that and, and how much money is it going to cost to potentially get it but I think like you say is there could have been maybe bigger names uh, money spent mm. elsewhere on players that you're a little bit more confident that are going to come in and make an impact and listen the injuries are, are ridiculous to the centre backs absolutely but it's uh, I think again I'll stick by my, my statement I just think mm. for Celtic's transfer business this transfer one that's been pretty underwhelming right here's what we know Nat Phillips is in on loan from Liverpool Luis Palma is in on a long term deal the Honduran winger we're still waiting on confirmation today of Paulo Bernardo a 21 year old Portuguese midfielder from Benfica and then the question for you Celtic fans really is Will that be the end of the road? Will more business be done before midnight? I'm going to play you two different clips of Brendan Rogers to see if we can try and establish whether more business will be done tonight or not. It's been a bit of a confusing day at Lennox Town, I think, um, looking at the reaction on social media. Firstly, here is what Brendan Rogers said speaking in his press conference today. So he says that Paulo Bernardo is a player with potential, adds strength to the midfield, and he says he also doesn't expect there to be many more signings. Again, a young player that's coming in with with potential, and as I said, that'll hopefully be confirmed. But um, but yeah, he comes in with the opportunity to to see him to to give us again uh, more strength and depth in that midfield area. And we'll see how he develops. Any other incomings expected before the deadline tonight? I'm not so sure. I don't think there'll be uh, many more coming in. Okay, so I'm sure you all listened carefully and you oh, two were taking notes. 
That press conference clip led to a lot of, I think, disappointment from Celtic fans and saying, oh, it doesn't sound like we're going to do much more business. Thought we would. I spoke to Brendan Rodgers and this interview went on Sky Sports today. It was recorded or it was done two minutes before he goes into that press conference, just for context, if anyone cares. It just seemed like his tone was a bit different or some of the things he said was a bit different because he said there are still a number of players the club could still confirm. There's a number of players that uh, were still to confirm to, to come in. So um, there's obviously areas that we wanted to improve and uh, we've been able to do that. So, um, so yeah, we'll just see how the rest of the, the window looks. But, but there's still more confirmation for players to come in. There still could be more than one by midnight tonight. Could be, yeah. Or you've asked the specific question, could there be more than one? And he has said, could be, yeah. Uh, so the fans will have to wait until midnight to find out exactly what goes on. Mm. Um, first of all, in the press conference, he said he wasn't so sure. Uh, so there's clearly a, a contradiction in terms there. Uh, and we won't have long to wait. Yeah. We'll, we'll have six hours to wait, and then we'll know mm. for sure. Look, people can misspeak. People, I, I don't think we need to hang any manager on their every word all the time, Kenny, but can you see why Celtic fans have taken a slightly different mood away from both of those clips? Absolutely, because on one hand there's maybe not going to be a lot of business done, on the, on the next hand there's going to be, or there potentially could be a number of players still to be confirmed. Yeah. So, listen, it's like, like you say, a transfer deadline day, there's a big old firm game coming up as well that, again, the managers can maybe just get kind of caught up in it, forget what they say. Again, you can't take them to task for, 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 the, for the statements that they make. But we'll find out in five and a bit hours who's Celtic or Braun if there's anybody else coming in. Mm. And the same goes across at Rangers. You just never know. Michael's saying that there might not be anything coming in. Listen, there might be. You know, and we'll find out soon enough. Bernardo has yet to be confirmed, as we understand it. Yeah, I mean, so I that'll be the that, one. That, that's that's, that's that, going to be that's, the one, yeah. That's yeah. one. Uh, but if there are others, then who are they? And uh, we will know by midnight. I just look at the overall business that's been done to address Andrew's call. You know, the, the, the Quans and Yang and Palma and Bernardo, uh, Tilio, uh, it's all about tomorrow when, mm -hmm. you know, Celtic are getting yeah. a pressing today. Do, does there need to be a, le a level of, I know we don't do patience, right? I get all that stuff, but a level of patience though, because we can't say, oh, Bernardo's a tomorrow. Bernardo's the exact same signing as Jota. And Jota wasn't tomorrow. Jota oh. came in, was one of Celtic's best players and was sold for a handsome fee. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Bernardo, but I, I, I wonder if we're being a little bit selective. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Because Celtic don't sign, as Kenny said, you don't, they don't sign ready-made Champions League players. They can't afford them. At two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, you will be fielding calls from Celtic supporters mm. if they lose, if they lose at Ibrooks. Uh, because that will kick everything off because they've gone out to Kilmarnock in the Cup they've played very poorly and get booed off the park mm -hmm. against St Johnston well listen I don't deny any of this but that sounds like a slightly different thing the, the, from the signings will then be criticised by the fans the, they, they will then take the view Celtic should have been better players than those who have potential you know he, he spoke about um, Bernardo there and he said potential the word mm. potential um, I, I do understand that, that transfer markets are not easy. However, there's a heck of a lot of potential being brought into yeah, Celtic again, Park. And I, I do get that, but I, 
Surely we need to shift our focus There is a footballing food chain And eat Celtic and Rangers Either sign Potential Or guys that are maybe at the other end We just don't get the full product anymore I understand that there's a level At which you cannot buy However Do you necessarily then Have to Flood And I think I used the word advisedly Flood the place With potential that's what I'm Was Jota the same then? Well, that, that's what, what I'm trying to well, establish Celtic, Celtic clearly you know, Jota, let's remember Was mm. over £6 million pounds. Well, He was loaned first though Then Bernardo's about to be loaned With an option to buy It's from the same club In a similar it, It's it's Profile wise It's the same signing Well We'll see When he gets on the park Well that's the point So we shouldn't Jota. just Bemoan potential then Well you're, you're talking about one player But Add all the others who have come in with potential. Uh, and as I say, at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, this whole philosophy will be called into question if Celtic lose. What about George, who's on the line? What have you made of the transfer business so far? Are you expecting much more in the next, what is it, five and a bit hours? Uh, let's see if we can bring George in. I don't think he's fully lined up yet. Where is he? The screen's gone a bit wonky. Never good for a Friday night. Uh, that's not what we need Here we are George Take it away Well Gordon I, I'd be surprised There is any more signings And obviously Kenny's saying He's a bit underwhelmed With Celtic signings eh, Which I find hard to believe He's not mentioning About Michael Beale's signings eh, But if we touch on Celtic signings And I, I, I can't be sure saying yeah, I don't think we needed to make Going on 10 signings On a treble one inside Who we lost three players from uh, But Well I will say I trust our board To make And Matt Lowell And the scout network I've done a fantastic job since he's been appointed. So we can't sign Champions League ready players, but and I hear fans saying they want to sign a twenty million pound player. Well, okay, we'll sign quite a few twenty million pound players, but we sign them for a million pound uh, or half a million pound and sell them for twenty million. And if we've got a proven track record for it, unlike Michael Beale, uh, and hopefully he can maybe turn that around. But uh, we can mention them all day: Tai, O'Reilly, Kyogo, um, and. Dumbelli, uh, Ayer, uh, we could go on and, and mention, round them off all night. Let, let's try not to, because we're a bit pushed for time, if you don't mind. Uh, so are yeah. there no areas of the no areas of this current squad you think you would like to have seen strengthened by midnight? Well, I think we could do a centre-forward, but it's covered, because obviously the guys are going to get away, yeah, but I've got faith in the club, and I want the fans to have me, and, and it's all... Doing my, my biggest problem is the signing. I've, I've went on a fourth board and I was a big Uncle George, is Mark's Uncle George. And hey, we, I'm more concerned with Brendan Rodgers, but I spoke to the girl on the phone there. I actually think Brendan's tactics will suit Celtic on Sunday. Because um, I think he's slow built up play, maybe catch Rangers on the break. Uh, could potentially be maybe the only time. I think he struggles to break when teams are defending against you. I think Brendan's negative style of play. Uh, really struggles mm. to break teams down. It's a good point, and do you know what? In terms of taking it onto the game itself, I'm hoping we're going to do that tonight because I, I like that. You know, in the big build-up, there's so much else going on. Just quickly on George's point, what what areas would you have expected Celtic to address before midnight, and do you think will happen? Firstly, obviously centre back. We've talked about that a yeah. while. They've done. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think striker. Again, we've talked about it often mm. enough, but I think it's most weeks over this transfer window that you're talking about all being injured. You're talking about Kyogo's just there. Uh, there definitely needs to be some. Could Maeda go through the middle? And is is the kind of is the answer that gets thrown at you for that? But I absolutely think a striker would have been 
maybe wise for Celtic to try and bring seen, him before at midnight. Seen a lot of Celtic fans on Twitter, Hugh, hoping for a left back or goalkeeper uh, well, option tonight. I, I have always maintained that I think that Celtic have three goalkeepers. Uh, Joe Hart has had a wonderful, illustrious career, but I think his best days are behind him. And the other two goalkeepers don't cut it for me. Uh, I do think that someone as backup for Kyogo is essential. And Kyogo is one of the areas of concern because Brendan has tweaked the way Celtic play and Kyogo is now asked to perform in a different fashion and I think his goal numbers will drop the way things stand at the moment. Thank you very much, George. We're going to bring in Richard, who's a Celtic fan in Livingston. He is coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are about to be joined on the line anyway by Richard in Livingston What do you make of Celtic's business so far? What's still to be done, Richard? Um, I think, well, I, I think I phoned um, two weeks ago thinking we need five or was that a week and a half ago we need five and I think we've got three in since um, but since then, um, we've obviously made another centre-half, so aye, it's all right. Um, I'm hoping for another two. I think the goalkeeper is going to be left till maybe next season. Aye, it's all right, says Richard. It's not a ringing that, endorsement, no, but, it's also, no. but it's also not It's not negative either. It's just, that's, it's Richard's, just uh, it is that, it is. that's Richard's endorsement on Friday evening. Uh, we'll see what Richard is saying at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, it, it's slightly puzzling. Um, you know, it's unfortunate Tilio injured. Uh, Lagabielka, for me, be very interesting to see how he holds up temperamentally at Ibrooks on Sunday. Navrotsky, unfortunate, injured. Bernardo, there's no way he's going to be pitched in on Sunday. Uh, Palma. Again, I don't think he'll play Sunday. Quan, we've barely seen him. Yang has uh, come on and done reasonably well. Phillips had to be signed uh, because there's simply no one else left in the building. Uh, but it's a big afternoon mm. for Brendan Rogers. Look, don't get me wrong. I know what Hugh means, Kenny. I know how important Sunday is. But every now and then, we do need to calm ourselves down in Glasgow. And for both teams... The, the success of the recruitment will not be decided on Sunday. It might feel like it, as Hugh says, at two o'clock or whatever, but it won't be. That's just a fact. Well, you know, if, if um, Nat Phillips comes in and doesn't do well on Sunday, that doesn't mean he's going to be a bad signing. We sometimes need to realise there is a bigger picture out there. There is a bigger picture, and you're absolutely spot on, Gordon. But after any old from saying, defeat, there like is the, the autopsy that goes sure. into it, and the overreaction, as we know, uh, will be flowing. You know, so it's uh, nothing will be decided. You know what? See, even if Rangers or Celtic, for that matter, go on and win the league and whatever it is, it doesn't mean the recruitment's been a success. You know, it just means certain players within it might have been successful, but others might not have been. So it's just a, I just feel this is a funny situation that we're going into on Sunday that I don't think either City supporters are particularly happy with recruitment, particularly happy with the way the team's playing. Previous results. Absolutely. And Here's they're going then. into it that so, I just think whoever kind of loses, you're probably going to have that big overreaction that Hughes alluding to. With both managers 
Secretly, deep I'd down, rip your hand off. Yep, take your hand, take your <laughs> hand draw. for a draw. Yeah, yeah. Wonder yeah. both. Wonder <laughs> both. Wonder both sets of fans. Richard, would you take a draw? Richard, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Would you no, take a draw? No. No. I don't mind that. I don't mind still aiming high, yeah. and I know there's a lot of bravado goes along with yeah. this fixture. He'll, he'll take a draw at five to twelve on Sunday. Um, is that the way you maybe see it? I think both managers. Yeah, I, I think. They'd never admit it, of course. You know, they would both think, okay, that just keeps everything calm, maintains the status quo. We'll take a fortnight off for international football. However, the ramifications of defeat for one man or the other will be quite substantial. Yeah. That's not, I, I, I'm almost regretting asking the question because. I know they'll both want to win it and I know they'll both try to win it. I mean, in the big picture, Kenny, as you say, with the, the negativity that's doing the rounds at the moment. And um, the timing of the game, Gordon. Yeah. It's the game before the transfer window. There is no player, coach, manager on either side that is wants to be going that two weeks mm. back after an old firm. Oh, for any loss, maybe, but an old firm before loss. Before the break, sorry. Yeah. But before the international you know break. What? So I just think that it's a... By the way, I'm not saying they would accept it, you know, but... I think, like you say, wouldn't be unhappy it's, with it. it. It's as we were, you know. There's no, there's no going to be mass negativity surrounding either. But by the way, both teams, I look at it the other way. What an opportunity to actually go and really maybe land the first blow of this season. If there is a winner and it's Celtic, Michael Beale gets it in the neck because it follows on from five-one against PSV. If there's a winner and it's Rangers. Then it's the third game in a row that Brendan Rodgers' side have come up seriously short. And again, we know it's early in the season, but three games coming up short one after the other. So I repeat, the ramifications of losing for Michael Beale and Brendan Rodgers will be severe. You know my next question. Yep. Who gets it worse? Who needs to avoid defeat more? The fascination for me is that even if it's even if it's by a hair, both sets of supporters have elements contained within them who don't want the manager they've got, and therefore, if Celtic lose, the Celtic fans will say, "I told you they should never have brought Brendan Rodgers back. He shouldn't have come back. You never go back." Mm -hmm. And if Michael Beale loses, the Rangers fans say, "What is this guy doing? He, he, he gets a." Thumping, loses seven goals to PSB. He doesn't pick the right team, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that, he doesn't sign the right players. So for both, I don't think there is one who gets it less than the no, other. I think, I think it's a dead heat, yeah, completely absolutely even. dead heat. Is yeah. there ever such a thing? You know, I, I have to agree with you, and I think he's put it, okay. he's, he's covered all bases in relation to what will happen mm -hmm. If either manager loses, it'll be recruitment, it'll be players, it'll be didn't yep. want them in the first place, shouldn't be coming back. It's, there'll be all these things that'll be thrown at the manager that loses. So, it's, uh, you know what, and that's why that's why they're in Glasgow. Does you know? the does the Ibrooks factor put a touch more on Michael Beale, given that you know it's home advantage? I don't know. Is there more expectations in game, to win? Pre-game, sorry, pre-game, during the game, yeah. and post-game. Yes, because you're going to have all the fans that are going to be there. But the aftermath and the noise from outside, mm. I don't think it really is going to make a difference. Okay, you can tell us what you think, of course. Thank you to Richard. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun. Uk slash football.
Right, speak the pundit time. The Thursday duo, Dumb and Dumber, had another mayor last night. I think Mark Wilson lost. It has been a bad night on a Thursday, but these two, real respectability. Did you hear? Have you heard the big news, in fact? No. The Friday duo was broken up last week. Aye. You were away. You were yep. up north in Dingwall. Tell him. Ten in a row. Got the complete ten. You, partner. <laughs> oh, there you go. Can you believe that? Absolutely bang on, isn't it? Incredible. That means yep. you'll get a zero tonight. If you want yeah, to play 01419511025, lines close at seven. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller is here, so is Hugh Keevans, and they're both waiting for you to get in touch on 01419511025. This could barely be busier. Fridays are always busy. You've got the weekend to look forward to. But this is not just any weekend, because there is, of course, Rangers and Celtic on Sunday, which means quite a big deal to people in this part of the world, in case you hadn't noticed. It's transfer deadline day. We're now into the final five hours, so we're asking you what you need done before then. The Europa League draw was today The Conference League draw was today The Champions League draw was yesterday And we had European action for our teams last night And I've probably missed something out So it's that busy Give us a call 01419511025 But let's play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football Right, it is Beat the Pundit time. Colin is on. Colin's an Aberdeen fan. How's it going, Colin? Uh, very well, thanks. How are you? What did you make of your Conference League draw? Um, quite exciting. Uh, possibilities of getting some results, but um, yeah, quite good. Eintracht Frankfurt, remember them. Where have they been in the yeah. last couple of seasons? Palk, who of course knocked hearts out, and HJK Helsinki as well. Did you make well, you know, obviously Colin being a fan, naturally optimistic, but... I think we have to tread warily now. If if last night or this week in general has taught us anything, mm. do not presume anything. No. How how annoying, frustrating, upsetting was the the hacking failure to to progress, Colin? Because like there's been a lot of soul searching about our clubs being hammered. It just felt like over the two games, Aberdeen looked like they could have knocked hacking out. If that makes sense. Yeah, we had good chances and we created created some opportunities, but defensively we're still pretty weak in some of the, mm. the crossing and the, the activity they had. They had quite a lot of chances, to be fair. They probably are a slightly better team than we are. Um, but yeah, they're certainly promising things from us. I think if we just tighten up at the back, we've got a we've got a, a really good chance this yeah. year of doing something. You get different types of frustration, Kenny. Rangers, Hearts, and Hibs were were outclassed, battered, beaten heavily. Whatever you want. Whereas Aberdeen's is more of a Could you have done better there? No they could have Because the, the big moments And I know there was an absolute Saturday to go 3-0 yeah. But it was uh, Duke 1v1 to make it 1-1 yeah. It was Miofsky with half a goal On his left peg When when when, when the goalie was showing him Where to put it And he puts it past That would have made it 2-2 So I think big moments can They never took them With yeah. their two superstar players as well. Because over there They possibly deserve yep. to win it And could have Anyway let's find out Who wins tonight On Beat the Pundit Heads it will be Hugh Keevans And tails it will be Kenny Miller And it is tails Kenny up against Colin From Falkirk So we'll give Kenny Some greatest hits radio To listen to So that he can't hear us We'll get the clock ready Colin it's 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And if you want to pass And move on to the next question That's fine okay Okay. Right, let's go then. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Mike Navrotsky joined Celtic from a team in which country? 
Uh, Austria. Which former Man City and West Ham manager now manages Real Betis? Oh, um, pass. How many Scottish teams played in the Conference League playoffs last night? Three. Name any Celtic player that Yutaro Oda of Hearts previously played with. That Vissel Kobe. Um, Which League One team are the only SPFL side to have won all their league games? Hamilton Ackies. Okay, let's bring in Kenny. Can you hear us, Kenny? Ready? Yep. Good, same set of questions. 30 seconds starts now. Mike Navrotsky joins Celtic from a team in which country? Uh, Sweden. Which former Man City and West Ham manager now manages Real Betis? Pellegrini. How many Scottish sides played in the Conference League playoffs last night? Two. Name any Celtic player that Yutaro Oda of Hearts previously played with at Vissel Kobe. Kyogo. Uh, which League One team are the only SPFL side to have won all their league games? Pass. And what was the score the last time Scotland and England's men's teams met? No, no. Okay. Colin, what's the verdict? Uh... Gary's hammered me I think mm, <laughs> I fear for you Let's find out Mike Navrotsky None of you knew though Poland Poland Nil nil Manuel Pellegrini Is the Real Betis manager Well done to Kenny Who goes one nil in front Colin I feel for you here Because I think you knew this But you just dived in I tried to put emphasis On the word conference uh, Because of <laughs> course You Your team Were in the Europa League playoff In case you hadn't noticed uh, yeah. So the answer was 2 2 nil To Kenny Yutaro Oda played with Kobayashi and Kyogo. Kenny goes 3-0 in front. However, Colin, I think you produced the best answer of the lot. I don't know if I can give you bonus points for this. This is a good stat, this. <laughs> the only SPFL side to have won all the league games is Hamilton Ackies. And I think... Clean so, as well. I think the only team in Britain who have not conceded a goal. Yeah, anyway. I believe so, yeah. Top four divisions in England and Scotland I think Somebody can double check that for me um, Even if I give you a bonus point Colin It's not enough Because Kenny moved on To tell us that Scotland And England's men's team Drew nil-nil It was a very good nil-nil victory for us Correct. At the US You'll remember <laughs> We were excellent uh, So Colin Not enough But I enjoyed your company And great shout on the Hamilton answer as well Take care Thanks guys Thanks Good man That was Colin and Falkirk Another win For the Friday duo It's just becoming Just racking them up Gordon what about John Rankin? All those Hamilton Ackies fans who wanted him out. There he is. Yeah. Four out of four. No goals conceded. Let me double check that. I'm sure someone told me that earlier this week. Forget your man cities and all the rest of it. The Ackies. They know how to keep the back door closed. Yeah. Good for you, John. Uh, right. 01419511025. That is the number you need. And we are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. We are asking you, because we're now down, aren't we? We're four, four hours and 50 minutes left of the transfer window. What do you need done before then? This is fans of all teams, by the way. I know the way this works. You think it's at the big two in Glasgow, but let's hear fans uh, of all teams have their say on that question. Um, I'm just checking to make sure we've not missed any transfer business in the last few minutes. Um, the game itself on Sunday, we could do a bit of discussion about that because we've been speaking a lot about you know like recruitment and managers and all that stuff but what about the specifics that we like to do in terms of you know who plays and who doesn't play and all that sort of stuff and how you see it playing out no away fans of course that's something new for Brendan Rodgers you well you know there are so many imponderables about Sunday you know will Nat Phillips play I suspect he'll have to because he's been brought in I think because the 
Liam Scales and Lagabielka represent too much of a risk. But what does that say? Because in normal times, you would at least have somebody saying, well, hold on a minute, he's not played since January. Yeah. And that was one of five appearances in the entirety of last season. Yet you're right, nobody's saying that. Everybody's just saying, oh, yeah, he needs, he needs to play. Yeah, but I think for a variety of reasons, you know, that when St Johnston put pressure on Celtic, and they did laterally in the game last weekend, Lagabielka and Liam Scales looked shaky. And you can't have that. Uh, but it's asking, let's be truthful, it's asking too much of a player like Nat Phillips, who's had hardly any football, to step into the breach at Ibrox, followed by the Champions League, Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid and Lazio. Mm. He's got a bit of time before that, but he's not got any time before this, Kenny. No, again, that's why I think... <laughs> Whether they look shaky or not, I mean, Liam Scales is a, is a guy who's been in and around the club for a long, long time. He, was, he had a decent enough season uh, on loan last year. So it's, uh, I mean, it'd be a big call to put Phillips in. I know that's why he's been brought in. He's been brought in because of the, the horrific injuries uh, to that position, but it would be a big call to throw him straight See, in. See, you can never win, Kenny, as you well know. If you don't put him in, then, and you get a bad result, the fans automatically say, well, what was the point in bringing him? Why didn't you play him? You know, that, that would be the obvious answer though Because he's not played since January And I agree with you by the way but And, and then, by the way Not quite a lot of games under his belt in a, his As career. a 26 year old in yeah. a career But then they turn around and say Well if he's hardly played any football Why did you sign him in the first place? Mm. Uh, yeah I guess though At this stage when you've got it, it, it had an emergency feel about it It was never going to be an ideal signing wasn't it? it was either going to be somebody Who hadn't played a lot Or someone who was a bit older, do you know what I mean? It well, was, what it was, it, it was never going to tick every box. It was another month. multi-million pound centre-back, long-term deal, long yeah. deal off the back of Lager, Bielke and Navrotsky coming in. So it's uh, just unfortunate with the injuries that they probably had to have that kind of emergency loan-type signing coming in to just to fill that void until the lads come back. Mm, let's bring in Ian, who's a Rangers fan. What's on your mind tonight, Ian? All right, lads. Uh, just, uh, I, I was on the phone there a few weeks ago just after the Kilmarnock uh, defeat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said at the time um, that the probability would be, we would end up in the uh, Europa League, uh, which has been the case. Now, it, it, I would suggest that I think Rangers, another point I was making was that they hadn't gelled yet. And the the PSV game the other night there, I actually thought Rangers played quite well. I know that maybe the scoreline doesn't say that, but I thought that the scoreline flattered PSV. Uh, obviously, they, were, they, they should have won the match, no problem, but. I don't think uh, when it was 2-1, they would have dreamt in their wildest dreams that it would end up 5-1. However, that's a side issue. Uh, the, 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 going forward, Rangers are, are in a position now where, you know, like um, you were saying earlier about potentials, that's that's the name of the game for both the, the, old, the old firm, the Rangers and Celtic, is bringing in potential and doing their best to churn them out for, and make big dough on them. And that's the business model that both of them have been successful. Celtic, obviously, a lot. Uh, better in recent times, but that's the business model that both of them have got to to adopt in order to survive with these all throughout Europe. I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago we were easily beating teams in Holland, and they've obviously adapted their game, and they're now in the top five. Now, I'm not suggesting that Scotland will get into the top five, but you know, we've just got to keep improving. Same with other teams in Scotland, just got to keep improving. Mm-hmm. Get better as, as much as we can. Yeah, I know you said it was a side issue, Ian, but you've you've hooked me in. I have to, I have to go back. What what was it about the other night that 
that you enjoyed or thought was good about the Rangers' performance? Because no, I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's not up to me to disagree, but we've just not heard, we've not really heard that viewpoint on the phone well, this week. So, what, what, what I thought was very disappointing uh, last year at the start of the, the the Giovanni campaign, and also this year until they got up to speed, the passing. All of a sudden, the other night there, there was some lovely five six passes about the place, opening them up. Now, obviously, that's them getting to know each other, where they're going to be, etc., etc. So that's obviously something that's still coming. And that, that, that's what it's all about. That's how we were successful in Europe, even when we were only beating Celtic in the, in the league. Rangers had a very successful campaign in Europe, and that's what was exciting. Everybody at uh, And that's what I saw the other night on the TV, and that excited me, and I thought, that's what I've been waiting for. Now I just want to put that into the league, which has been coming. And okay, some of the the forward line there's maybe no spark so far, but I know we listen. We just expect so much here yeah. in Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? Is um, is you Ian know. is Ian justified or is he easily pleased? Well, he's found an amazing number of redeeming features out of a five-one defeat, seven-three on aggregate. Um, again, we'll find out how Sunday works out because Ian and other Rangers supporters will not find a defeat to Celtic on top of a defeat to PSV Eindhoven acceptable. And I never seen too much of what, what Ian was talking about on, on Wednesday night. I did, however, see really positive factors in the in the first half against Ross County last week. I think Kamar Roof made a big difference to the front line the way he had far better movement. He seemed to bring it together and, and made the, the other lads alongside him better. Unfortunately, he couldn't play on uh, on Wednesday night. But there's one thing for sure, he wouldn't have played Wednesday and, and Sunday. So I think uh, the fact that he wasn't there and available on Wednesday, I would expect him to play on Sunday. And if he continues building on what he showed last week, I think it will be a real positive he's impact got, on the starting lineup. He's got that physicality for a start, Kenny. You know, that, 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 that could unsettle whoever is in Celtic central defence. The goal that he scored last weekend was a tribute to that kind of ability inside the penalty box. He, he out-muscled the guy who was supposed to be marking him and got a goal from it. So you're feeling optimistic about Sunday, Ian, despite the, the result the other night? Um, actually, yes, I'm feeling optimistic. But also, let me clarify, I, I don't, again, I don't think that the league's going to be won or lost on Sunday so although and I know it's great to bring it up and say this is you know after this defeat and rah 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 and believe you me we we'll all want the Rangers well all of us Blues will want the, the Rangers to win on Sunday but you know I, I actually don't expect Rangers to get beaten Sunday to be honest with you I think they're, they're in a good place at the moment however if they, if they do get beat the league's not finished either way and if Rangers win on Sunday They've not won the league either. There's a long, long, long way to go before the prizes are handed out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that is the two sides of it. That is a great indicator. I'll give you that. Yeah, because you mentioned the emotion and the, the feeling, and it will be. It will be a strong feeling on, on Sunday night, but particularly Rangers because of the way the table is. If Rangers win one point, it'll be one point difference. So people can project what they want between now and the end of the season, but that, that's... That's nothing. That's a long way to go. No, obviously with 34 league games to be played thereafter, you know, Ian's correct that the league is not won on Sunday. But bragging rights come in four parts. And they've got the first quarter of the bragging rights goes to the winner of the match on Sunday. And that's why uh, it's, it's fascinating in every way. 
Just draw the game and maybe Motherwell will be top of the table by Monday. You know, well, Motherwell could be top anyway with a win. You know, so it's... Uh... Anyway, right. Uh, thanks to Ian. Let's hear from Michael Beale on the game. He says old firm matches... You know, Ian said it won't decide anything, but Michael Beale thinks it will be key in making sure that they don't finish second this season from his point of view. Yeah, listen, our home form and our away form is going to be, be paramount. I think both teams have made quite a few changes. Us more, uh, it's fair to say, more key players, if you like, turning over. Um, and it's important this new group make their own history and their own legacy. The old firm games and the games against Celtic are going to be vitally important over the season. If you look at the points total that both teams had, and certainly again since I came back into the club in November, we've gone neck, neck to neck all the way through. We've fallen second best. This year the aim is to not fall second best and these games are vitally important to that. It is only the fourth league game of the season. There's 34 to go afterwards and I think there's going to be lots of twists and turns. Certainly as we get around European competition and we're, you know, we're coming off of European games into big games at the weekend. But the, uh, the importance of these games to this squad, to the fans and to, to the league, I think going into the September international break, it will set a narrative moving forward for sure. He said the word. He said narrative. He hate it, don't you? Oh. But he's right in a sense that this will you have to live with this for a fortnight now. If you're a Celtic supporter and you yeah. lose, or you're a Rangers supporter and you lose, you're going to have to live with this, and you're going to have to live with listening to this program every <laughs> night, and the winning supporters giving you what for. I don't care if Scotland have just qualified for the Euros. What about that decision? Yeah. I wrote ten days ago. Um, are these horrible ones for players if they don't go to plan? You just stew on it over the break. Well, that's the thing. See, even if it's a if it's Rangers against Hibs or Celtic against Motherwell, you're still not want mm-hmm. to drop points in that game going into an international break. The fact that it's an old firm game, and yet nothing is handed out after four games. But what you've got, as I said earlier, you've got a chance to land that first blow. It's the first old firm game, mm-hmm. it's the first fixture. Everybody looks for in the fixture card when, it's, when the fixtures come out. It's an opportunity now to take a step ahead of your main rival for the league. And, and that's what it is. And you throw the international break in and it's two weeks. You can't... Rangers on Wednesday night, they've got four days they can go bang and they can... Everybody will forget about the 5-1 if mm. they can win the game on Sunday. Well, they one, don't have that for two weeks. 01419511025, good time to call. We'll try and get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are here. It's 0141 951 1025. You can tweet at Clyde SSB, which we would encourage you to do uh, as well. Uh, even because it's helpful. Ian Beale's brother says, Gordon, if Rangers win, there'll be two points clear, not one. I must have said one, which of course is wrong, and I apologise for that. You did. Uh, actually, yeah. I was going to pull you up, but I thought, no, no. This one, it's a long day, yeah. isn't it? You just yeah. get these things. It's verbal diarrhea, yeah. I think they call it. Um, but anyway, Ian, Beale's, information, Ian yeah. Beale's brother is uh, putting, putting us right, which is absolutely fine. Uh, right, let's set up this question for you. The Full Time Teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Tackle your customers' spaces with made to measure wardrobes. Great theme this week. We've been building up to the big game on Sunday all week with similarly themed questions on the Full Time Teaser. Uh, and thank you to David and Dumbarton for sending this one in. Can you name the last, and I think you in particular will scoosh this. No you offense. always get say that no, every no, time. No, 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 but it's right up your street, this. 
for you'll see why. Can you name the last ten Scotland internationals to score in an old firm game? Can you name the last ten Scotland internationals to score in an old firm game? Let him take it away with a couple. Lee Griffiths. Yes. September twenty seventeen he's on the list there, Kenny. Sir. Yes, most recently of all, May twenty twenty three. Stuart Armstrong. Uh yep, February seventeenth. Jack. Okay, we'll leave it there. By the sounds of it, they're going to make light work of that. Thank you to David. If you want to send your question in and hear it on the show like that, it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Uh, it doesn't have to be on that theme. That's just what we've done this week, building up to the big game. But it can be on anything you want within within reason. 01419511025. Uh, let's hear from Andy, who's a Celtic fan. Andy, how are you feeling ahead of... Sunday, the guys were saying earlier they think maybe both managers deep down would take a draw. How would you feel about it? Uh, a draw is a, a, a big possibility, Gordon. Good evening, guys. I'm actually for for Santa Ponza. Oh, um, lovely. I, I, I tell my missus to allow me to book somewhere that, for her birthday, and it just so happened that there's a lot of good select pubs. Yeah, it's in funny here that. Yeah, it's funny so how that worked it's just, out. It's just a big, <laughs> a big coincidence. Hey, well, listen, for me, it's. The guys were talking about uh, the importance of the transfer windows what makes it successful. For me, a couple of things have happened and I want to give my opinion on the game for Sunday. But in terms of uh, transfers being successful, I think that's a, a thing that's happened by Celtic mm-hmm. this pre-season, which is really important, which is really important, is that they've, re- they've uh, extended the contracts for Kyogo, Maida and Lila Bada yesterday. So for me, a, a successful transfer as about getting success on the park and then leaving with a profit for the club. So Celtic have allowed that to happen. And also, there's rumours about knocking back a £10 million bid for Matt O'Reilly. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know what truth's in that. However, that's big steps by the club. For me, the, the game on Sunday, I think a draw is a possibility. However, if, I, I'd like to ask Kenny Miller if it have any significance. The way from, I think the way Celtic been playing, I think Red Rodgers is a top manager, and try to analyse the last couple of weeks about how they've sat and just a kept the ball a wee bit less pace um, and try to get in behind I don't know whether or no we're setting up for, for counter-attacks and for me on Saturday uh, Sunday runner, I believe that uh, our most important or dangerous weapon will be a badder and Maida getting in behind the guy who was dropping off but with Barisic getting injured on Wednesday I wanted to ask Kenny um, whether he thinks that left-back replacement in rate for Rangers and, and, and Kenny again would a player who just did a new transfer, does that give them a buzz? So for me, I'll put my neck out and say the Celtic will win a fine margin and a bad will win it for us. Just quickly, I think Barisic is fit, but you're right, I thought it was going to be the same question, Andy. I was preparing to ask it tonight, but I think I think he's fit by all accounts. Um, Andy's asking Kenny, apart from that, though, the tactical battle, for instance... Listen, Brendan Rodgers for me is is very, very good at that. I think you've seen that. None more so in the game at Ibrox where Celtic went down to 10 men. I think it was Bayata got sent off and you could see the little tweaks and, and things that he made. And then obviously they went on to, to win that game 3-2. It was Odson Edward with, that, with a wonderful goal. So I think he's he's very, very good at in-game changes and seeing what goes on. Michael Beale, obviously, is, is a year into being a manager. Uh he had a lot of old firm games last year. You know, like a lot was, I think it was five in total when he came in. So he's had all that experience now as a manager. He's had a lot of it as the assistant. So it is a real intriguing game because I said earlier, I don't think either team's going into it in mm. great form. There is a lot of work still to be done on both teams to get to the peak of their powers. So it's a, it is a, it's a big game. I think Sterling would, would probably have 
covered Barisic if he was uh, if Barisic was out. But if Barisic is fit, then it'll be it'll be the usual back five for Rangers. There's a great irony about Abada extending his contract, and you know it's good business by Celtic to, to get him to do so. But it's happened at a time when his form has completely shaded. Uh, and I think the Celtic fans will be looking to him on Sunday to see if he can revive the memories of goals scored against Rangers at a period in time when he just looked electrifying against Rangers but he's been very quiet this season he is one of a few players who really needs to come to life on Sunday Andy, see when you asked about you said something about a new signing. Does it give them a buzz? Were you referring to to Nat Phillips? Is that what you mean? Can he go straight into the game? Do you think he will? I think he needs to go in again, just based on watching the game last week at Celtic Park. Um, I, I just felt as if that uh, big skills. It, it just it just didn't seem to me to be quick enough moving the ball. Uh, Nat Phillips again. I'm not going to say that I know an awful lot about the guy, but he's got a bit of pedigree. Um, we had to bring in a, an experience centre half. We couldn't get him to a long term deal because there's five or sorry, there's four or five young centre backs that we've got on long term deals. So there wasn't any point in bringing in a big expe- a, a, another uh, sort of a, a permanent player. No, it was more about a badder. Does it a badder get a buzz? Oh, sorry, from the, the new deal. But oh, no, okay. but no, it's huge. You said there that um, a badder's uh, not been great form. Season's only season's only four games old, yeah. and he's, he's adjusting a new system. Um, I, I think we'll Gordon, just before I go, I, I switched the, the, the show and um, obviously I'm, I'm on this wee break. But I heard that person who'd win that quarter million pound. Mm-hmm. I think my missus was cutting onions in the kitchen, to be honest with you. But we, we are going about uh, the paltry sums that football pays. But she just did that motion to that woman, that kind of money that it can make a difference. I think sometimes we're all having a cuckoo line. So it was a great week, but I enjoyed that. Good. Do you know what, Andy? A dose of perspective is always good and welcome on this show and on this weekend of all weekend so I appreciate you saying that and enjoy the rest of your break I hope um, hope your partner enjoys the big birthday treat to Celtic Bar to watch the game thanks mate Cheers. good man there we are <laughs> did you get away with that? not in a million no, years I didn't think so I did not think so um, it's going to be interesting though you know if we boil, just boil it down to a football match you know like players and tactics and that sort of stuff what are the for you Kenny what, what are the main Selection dilemmas for for both teams. Then, uh, well, I think I think Rangers. I could probably name nine now. Uh, I think there'll be two spots up for grabs. Particularly if Barisic is fit. And are those two in the front two? They will be one midfielder and one in the front line. Right. I, th- I think Dessers will play up up front. Okay. I think it, Michael seems to have of kind of. He's hung his hat on him mm-hmm. uh, in big games so far this season, the European games. He's the one player that doesn't seem to be getting rotated in that front line. I think Roof will play. I think Roof has to play after what I've so seen. One other. And there'll be one other. Uh, and I know Michael has kind of alluded, sometimes they go 4-4-2 and things, but there's a real fluidity and, and freedom within the front line for the players to move. I think Raskin plays, Cantwell plays. Does Jack play? Does Sifuentes play? Does Lundstrom play? I mean, he played the other night. Again, he came out about in nowhere, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I didn't expect him to play. And the back five well, will be the back five. So I think the the back five plus Campbell, Raskin, plus Dessers, plus Roof, I think are, are nailed on. So is, is that where the other night was doubly frustrating? Like the, the obvious headlines are, you know, heavy defeat out of the Champions League, but there were a few within that. I saw a lot of Rangers fans on social media saying, do you know what? We, we, we love him and we think he's been great, but Raskin really struggled there. Yeah. or. Cifuentes, you know, a, a, a lot of optimism around his signing. 
but didn't didn't really look like he could cut it the other night. Would, yeah. would those be fair criticisms? I, I, I think yeah, but I mean to I mean to single the, those two out, I think it's pretty harsh because yeah. I don't, I, PSV are a very mm. very good team, yeah. you know, and dominated wholly over the course of long long spells of the first leg as well. So it was uh, I think it's harsh to to really highlight any individual for their performance because it wasn't a wasn't a great like team performance other night. And then Hugh for Celtic, the Nat Phillips one is more about availability fitness and yeah. availability but in terms of of preference then I guess we're still no further forward on who takes Hitati's place really because it looked like that was going to be Turnbull's but then all of a sudden a bad half against Aberdeen yeah. and he's taken off and then home gets the nod to start against Kilmarnock but that doesn't work either so you know Turnbull then you know comes back in I don't think he can throw uh, Thiago home into that game I just don't think you'd be able to handle it right now. Right now. Um, well, I mean, why not though? I mean, we've seen guys arrive like Alistair Johnson and others, and, and actually, and Juranovic, and just go straight in. Yeah, there there are some that you instinctively believe in. Johnson is tigerish, and took to the fixture straight away. Uh, I'm not sure that home would enjoy the same relaxation. Uh, I think Nat Phillips has to play. Uh, he's been brought to the club with one purpose in mind, and that is someone who's been over the course before. To have played for Liverpool at all tells you he's got something about him. I think he has to play. I think there's a concern on Brendan Rodgers' part that Lagabielka and Scales will not do it on the afternoon. Uh, and does Yang get a start? Because uh, Dyson Maeda, by his own very high standards, he's had a poor start to the season, and I wonder. So no dramatic start for Luis Palma either. Um, that depends on how. Because if you're saying you you're, you know Maeda's not been brilliant, and you think Abada's form's not great, yeah, maybe yeah. there's a maybe there's a spot. Well, Yang has played. Uh, Louis Palma, you know, will, will he take to Ibrox, or, or will he too think what, where have I come to? Um, but it's certainly an intriguing one. I think it's, it's it's quite similar. I think there's always in Celtic you can go, even though that's not the first choice back lot. You could probably pick it now, you know. So I think that's nailed. Your Joe Hart's nailed. Callum McGregor's nailed. Matt O'Reilly oh, really? is nailed. Kyogo is nailed. So I think Abada will play as well. Like I think he's he's. Got good record in old firm mm-hmm. games. He has gave Barris it's a real tough mm-hmm. time, not just with the goals at the back post and things, but by the way, his movement and his direct play and his pace. I think he's gave Barris it's a real tough time in some of the games as well. So I think he'll play. Uh, I mean, again, it'd be a big call if, if he was right and he was to leave my head out. So I think there's maybe one or two spots available in both teams. And again, this will be something that maybe because both teams are on great form, it might be who is looking actually decent in training now, who is looking like they're yeah. ready to play in this game and impact it. So. Uh, real interested to see that as well. The, uh, the both team selections on Sunday. Graham and Hamilton, give us your thoughts. Good evening. How you doing, chaps? Good. How are you? Living the dream. Good. So, what, would, what I'd like to say there to Mister Pessimism, Mister Kevens, and to Mister. Well, listen. The, the, the thing is, Celtic. The, the problem isn't so much the players; it's the formation. Now, much was made last season. Uh, under Ange Ball, indeed, when he went to a few of the games with some of the ha- head teachings, they said they were going to the, the juniors or the under-19s, 21s, was because all the system the Celtic were playing under 
was what all the players from right under the you know the academy down to the under 11s, 12s, they were all playing this form of football, the inverted wingers. So I just wanted to know why it's been flung out uh, of the pram straight away when Mr Rogers has come in, and why was a big play kept to keep, uh, keep John Kennedy at Celtic Park when surely the transformation or the, the, the turnover should have been, well, we're just going to keep playing the same way because if we're teaching all our kids right through to the young academy players that this is the way forward, why has it been thrown out after only four games? Because I think you'll find that most of the problem that Celtic have faced is that the threadbare in the midfield, we don't have the genius of Atati, we don't have the running of Moy, uh, the, the flexibility of the, the inverted fullbacks coming and helping out and the fluidity up front, that's all been taken away for for Mr Rogers' new style, old style, uh, pass it along the back, side to side, whatever you want to be. But as I say, the main point of Celtic are missing is we don't have the fluidity and it's affecting us up front. When Why is Mr Rogers not a big man of just saying, you know what, big Ange balls is the way forward and this was the way that Celtic should be playing, attacking on the front, all over the place, take it on. And by the way, Celtic are going to hammer that mob. Raskin <laughs> is, is mincemeat. They're getting, they're getting murdered They're getting slaughtered Slaughtered <laughs> I love that Because oh. that just started it was, That was yeah. so sensible And then it just, yeah. Yeah. And it just Escalated it just, quickly just, aye, I love that uh, Mr Rogers As Graham refers to him uh, Does it his way Because mm-hmm. he's Brendan Rogers And he won seven trophies Out of seven When he was Celtic manager First time around Are you surprised There's not been an attempt To keep it Even even a bit closer to the, the blueprint from last season. Uh, and granted, I know there's been injuries and stuff. I think you have to take into account the personality involved. Uh, mm. He's not up here to be told uh, you must play the way Ange Postacoglu mm-hmm. played. Uh, so don't touch anything. Yeah, He was brought to take the place of Ange Postacoglu because Celtic needed to get in a top-class coach in a hurry and to placate the fans who were deeply concerned by the loss of Ange Postacoglu. So, Mr Rogers is there because of Mr Rogers' yeah. reputation. It's not so much someone telling them that he has to, though, Kenny. It's about any manager arriving, seeing that, oh, actually, I've got a good thing going on here, and yes, I'm going to put my own stamp on it, but I might as well keep a bit of that going. And then, um, Graham, who's now hung up, by the way, I was want to get him back, yeah. um, Saying you know, and John Kennedy's still there. I think there was an assumption in the summer that it would maybe be Ange Ball featuring Brendan Rodgers, where it does look it looks completely different, doesn't it? It does look completely different, but it's also a manager who, like you says, won seven trophies sure. out of seven, playing a certain way. Mm. You know, just because fullbacks don't go inside as much mm-hmm. or at all doesn't mean to say that you can't play great, fluid, attacking, mm. fast football. Yeah, but he's also not really seemingly playing the way that he played the first time either. Yeah, listen, but again, this is, like you say, Brendan Rodgers is coming in. This is a guy who's managed Liverpool. This is a guy that won the FA Cup with Leicester mm-hmm. and really should have got, probably just fell at the final hurdle of getting Leicester into the Champions League again a couple of seasons Twice, in a row. I think, yeah. So it's, uh, this, he knows what he's doing. You know, so he's, he's, he's going to see the qualities of his players and he's going to de- he's not deploying them in a way that he feels, oh, well, he's not going to be able to do that. You know, he's deploying them in the way he feels. The best, yeah. It absolutely is, and he's picking the right team. So, like Graham says, it's early, it's four games in. Uh, the same applies to the Rangers and all the new signings and how they're gelling as well. Let's hear from Brendan Rodgers on that. You know, I think it was a bit of a defence of his playing style, if you like. You know, he was asked about the way things are going to be uh, going forward he says he's a winner and that's something he'll teach his players he thinks his fast exciting style will show as the weeks go on listen I'm not here to jeopardise the strategy of the of the team or, or lock the team and myself into anything that would fail or, or not work it's just uh, it's just time 
I don't really want to go on about injuries, and but there's there's injuries to key players that that can really make the system function, of course. But I've absolutely no doubt. I know how to win. I know what it takes to win, and I'll show the players how to win. It might not be in the first game of the season, but over the course of the season and over the course of my time here, I believe we'll do that. But it's just little little details of, like I say, of what will will improve with the players as as we we work forward. But. My teams have always been based and my body of work hopefully shows that. My teams have always been aggressive and on the front foot and, and attacking and creative and fast and powerful and and this team will be that over time as well. So, uh, But in the meantime, we need to continue to get results and work and, and look to improve. He, well, which I think is kind of what you said. Yeah, he uses these words very carefully, Brendan Rogers. As he said there, he's not here to jeopardise anything. He's here to do it his way. He referred to his body of work. Well, his body of work at Celtic, first time around as manager, was undiluted success. Uh, so I think he shows in that clip that he is not unaware of the fact that people are saying, why are you changing mm-hmm. this? Why are you doing that? This? Why are you out the cup? Why did you draw it home to St. Johnson? And he is simply saying, I know what to do here. And it requires time. Right, how's this teaser looking? We're looking for the last 10 Scotland internationals to score in an old firm game. You've given me John Souter, Ryan Jack, Lee Griffiths and Stuart Armstrong. Scott Brown? Mm, no. David Turnbull? Yes, last season This time Last season In fact, it was the 3rd of September apparently. It was, yeah So a year to the day When the next fixture takes place Any more, Hugh? Kenny? Callum McGregor? Yes, April 2018 And we'll do the rest of those answers Hopefully next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What a quick show it's been. I feel like it's one of those nights we could probably go on for a few more hours yet, but we're nearly there. Still time for you to call and remember everyone who makes it through tonight goes into the hat for tickets to the Virgin Bet Air Gold Cup Festival. We've done that all week, but tonight we're taking it to the next level because tonight's prize is... Tickets to the Legends Lounge on the 23rd of September So you get to hang out in the Paddock Lawn Marquee It's just past the finishing line So a great place to be You get a designated table for the day Drinks on arrival, a race card, a private bar Betting facilities And a guest tipster as well And as if that's not enough Our very own George Bowie With his boom boom music did As you, you call it Did you say a guest tipster? Uh-huh. That could be me <laughs> It certainly could not be you oh. Although maybe you'd have more luck at horses than football <laughs> Um, so anyone who gets on here tonight uh, goes into the draw uh, for those tickets as well and, and everyone who's called already is already in there Right, uh, the last 10 Scotland internationals to score in an old firm game Suter, Turnbull, Jack, McGregor, Griffiths, Armstrong Am I sitting beside one? You are, Kenny Miller on there, yes Barry Mackay Yep, okay, that's two to get We'll get them before the end of the show, I think I think you're on good, uh, a good track to do it Right Four hours and 11 minutes left Quiet deadline day Is we officially declaring it I think we've had a A, a, a fairly lengthy transfer window yeah. And lots of activity Not sure but I mean deadline day You know it's been not much happening I, I think 
if there's anything between now and midnight, it's at Celtic. Well, I mean, Paulo Bernardo's not been confirmed yet, so you would have to think so. Um, I'll do a quick look through. I mean, St. Johnson signed an Austrian midfielder, Sven Sprangler. Uh, Owen Moffat, remember him? Yeah. Former Celtic youngster, he's gone to Dunfermline. I think that's a loan. Formerly known as Adam Moffat. That's right. Um, the, the mighty well, earlier on. Georgie Gent, good name, if nothing else. Uh, a 19-year-old left-back from Blackburn. Again, on loan. Um, I know Dave Cormack took to Twitter earlier in the week, didn't he, to say that he expected more. Um, I think even as many as two more, but can't really see any yet. Dundee have signed Marcel Lewis, a Burnley youngster on loan. Um, I repeat, quiet deadline day. Yep. <laughs> Is that all right? Expected much more between now and midnight. Do we not do that? Listen, I think drama. there will be. I think there will be signings. There's no doubt. There's always at least kind of one or two over the over these last few hours of the transfer window. By again, by Lassiani Brendan, looks like there probably will be at least another one coming in at Celtic. Hmm. Yeah, well, watch with interest that at Clyde SSB on Twitter will keep you up to speed on everything that's happening uh, over the rest of the evening. Midnight as well. Midnight. It's a it's a long shift. Uh, for us in Scotland, that's for sure. Uh, Hugh, I've no doubt we're the priority for many of our listeners in Glasgow and the West will be on Sunday. Yep. But we've got a brilliant weekend away from Ibrox. It's the aftermath of Europe that, that intrigues me. You know, Hibs have taken an 8-0 battering over two legs from Aston Villa. Understandable. If you can't defend, and Hibs can't defend, and you're in between managers. Now, they are at Pataudry, uh Aberdeen, Barry Robson talks a great game. Uh, I think he will get the points against Hibs. You've got a Hearts team off the back of horrible defending uh, against Pauk, uh, who are now at home to Motherwell. And Stephen Naismith, who will now reassume the title of manager or head he coach. Yeah, he will, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, but he's got to start delivering. You know, the, the, the title means nothing uh, what are you doing while in office and hearts have got to start delivering the, 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 right now they think they're better than they are I don't think you'd ever lose your sense of humour just as we started that conversation Joe Newell Hibbs midfielder tweeted the European dream is over couple of great nights over the last few weeks and in the end I'd say Villa got lucky <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind yeah. that at all but yeah that's going to play a huge part in this weekend Kenny is the reaction to Europe for those teams it is, and again, when you've got both Aberdeen and Hibs against each other, it's uh, two, two of the teams you'd expect to be in the top six, but at the moment are kind of more more towards the bottom of the league. So it's a big game for both. You know, Hibs have already got rid of their manager. Uh, Barry Robson, I mean, I, I could say I felt his team were unlucky over the course of the yeah. two games against Hack, and I really do. But again, it's highlighted in the big games at that level, you need to be taking your chances and really good ones that, that, that they did create. For, for Nasey, there needs to be a reaction because it's a, a heavy defeat. It's off the back of a poor result against Dundee, a team that you're probably expecting to be mm. down relegation, a team that's just been promoted. So, you, firstly, they want to stay in the league, but you'd expect them to be down the bottom league. It was a really, really poor result last week. So, again, it needs to bounce back after two poor results. Mm -hmm. So, once, it's interesting, really interesting fixture list this weekend. Once you've bounced out of Europe, as Hearts and Hibs have been, people then start to scrutinise. Uh, in a more intense way oh, yeah. because you, you've had all that glamour if you like of Europe but now it's gone and it's gone because you weren't up to it and now the Hearts and Hibs fans will be judge and jury here 
and uh, you know Sunday is big for both of them. And then Livy St Mirren, you've got a, a Livingston team who were, I guess, I think partly hoping they'd get good money for Joel Newbley so they could move him on. Doesn't look like that'll happen unless something late transpires. Um, against manager of the month Stephen Robinson, who says he's been linked with every job in Scotland, so he's paying no attention to those linking him with the vacancy at Easter Road. I thought he was so desperately unlucky, you know, not to go top of the league last weekend, that uh, 110th minute goal, whatever it was, um, from uh, the penalty spot that Aberdeen got. Uh, he is wanted by other people because he's good at what he does. He was a good Motherwell manager, he's now a good St Mirren manager, uh, and he's he's definitely coming into his stride, into his peak as a manager. Uh, okay, let's leave that there because we're almost out of time and you need to give me more on this. Thanks again to the folks at Sliding Wardrobe Solutions and East Bride for helping us with this and David and Dumbarton who emailed the question full-time at Clyde1.com. The last 10 Scotland internationals to score in an Old Firm game. John Souter, David Turnbull, Ryan Jack, Callum McGregor, Lee Griffiths, Kenny Miller, Stuart Armstrong and Barry Mackay. Christy? Oh. Is Mark Wilson a Scotland no. player? No. Well, he, yeah, but he doesn't go back enough. You'll, don't yeah. you try and take that one cap off him. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm toiling then. Maybe I have to go down the clue route. Um, Rangers not Celtic. that far. Both Celtic and yep, one of them yep. in particular is not that far back. He's still there. He will probably play at the weekend. You just forget that he might have scored goals because he doesn't score many. Craig Taylor Craig Taylor yep. Remember oh. it Remember it Yeah, It was a cup game wasn't yep, it Yeah, it was And the, lo- the next one is actually Verging on novice Compared to some of them I mean he'll have played In loads of these fixtures And he's still at Celtic Don't know if he'll get the nod To start on Sunday I'd be surprised James Forrest James A. Forrest oh. James Forrest yep. There we go And well done Gary and East Bridge You're the winner of the tickets And you're in the Legends Lounge as Legends Lounge Easy for me to say As well So a top night in store Thank you to Gary Thanks to everyone who called And took part And that is that What a week it has been From European qualifiers To Scotland squads To Euro draws To deadline day It has been unbelievable and it is not over yet because some fantastic fixtures tomorrow and then the domestic fixture for many of you on Sunday. It is not to be missed. Make sure you join us tomorrow from 2 o'clock when we will go round the grounds and have Hugh and Gordon and Mark in the studio, the top team out and about, and of course we are back on Sunday as well. But in the meantime, stay right there. GBX is up next.